Hey everybody, welcome to the Going For Two podcast. This is a podcast that, while we might not yet, we do not suck as bad as, dear God, I hope we don't suck as bad as today's topic. (laughs) Wow, what an intro. Oh my gosh. Wow. So, I mean, I'm here in Texas. Everybody listening here in Texas surely knows by this point the topic of today's conversation, Ben. Do you, do you want to give them, confirm their worst fears? Well, you know, I'm fine with doing that. Um, I have sympathy for you since you're down in the state of Texas, close to Dallas, uh, which will mm-hmm. give a clue about what we're speaking tonight. But I'm up in North Carolina, so I'm pretty, um, you know, far. Although there are Cowboys fans all over the United States, so I don't know how far I am from Cowboys fans. But without any further ado, we are going to speak about the trials tribulations and treacherous uh what's another word for treacherous trail the cowboys have laid so (laughs) far in the 2020 nfl season um logan the cowboys this this year man you know i i don't think any of us had super big expectations for them going forward right we knew that that dak uh didn't get the contract that he wanted to get finalized before the season started. We knew that they had some injuries and some people retiring from their um, offensive line. They had coaching changes, obviously with Mark Carthy coming in. Um, there was a lot of movement within the team and within the front office, but then personnel itself. So we knew that it was going to be a different year for the Cowboys, but did you have any idea that it was going to be this different in by this different? I mean, this poor of a year for the Cowboys. Well, Ben, I mean, I I bought the hype. Mm. I bought the hype hard. You know, I <laughs> I didn't love the McCarthy hire, but I chose to see the bright side. And so, yeah, I was a believer. I thought we had everything we needed, and that we were going to, you know, wreck shop on the NFL or NFL this year. Um, didn't pick the Cowboys to go to the Super Bowl. I just felt like that was you know, too much to ask for, but I really thought they were going to be a contender. Well, I don't blame you because I think when you look at the rosters within the NFC East, you know that really the main rosters with the most talent, I think, I don't know if anyone would argue that before the season started, uh, the Cowboys weren't the best team on paper in the NFC East because we know that the NFC East is really the NFC least. And mm-hmm. that division was open for the taking. And now it looks like the Cowboys might not even win the NFC East, but the format for today, for those uh, listeners, we're going to do a little bit different. Typically Logan and I do, um, you know, some sort of segment and have a lot of fun, but now we're just going to get right to the meat and potatoes of the episode. We're just going to go rapid fire, maybe not rapid fire, maybe like, you know, semi rapid fires, a slow moving bullet or something like that. <laughs> so um, in depth question, in depth questions. That's correct. With, Five questions about the Cowboys season. We're only keep this is a Cowboys only episode. So Redskins fans, I'm sorry. Uh, we are not going to wane about your season so far. If you want us to let us know, and we'll be happy to tell you all about how the Redskins season um, is not going according to plan. But that could be uh, if we did that for every NFC East team, we'd have to spend a whole month on on that, which we could, there's plenty to talk about, isn't there? That's for sure. (laughs) Plenty of bad stuff to talk about. That's for sure. All right. So so, 
All right, I'll let you go first, and then I'll take the second question. Um, and getting, I mean, we, we chatted a little bit about mm-hmm. this first question uh, with the coaching change. So fire away. So our first question, it all starts at the top, and obviously Jerry Jones is blameless, so we got to go one notch below. <laughs> and was Mike McCarthy the right hire for the Cowboys? Good question. Before I get into that, did you hear Jerry Jones on um, on the radio the other day? I don't know what, you know, it's probably a pretty popular radio show the other day, but it, they were asking about, I think they are asking about the trust in the, in the locker oh, yeah. room and all that. And then Jerry Jones was like, yeah, I guess the, the radio host was kind of interrupting him. He's like, shut up and let me answer. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> no, oh I gosh. didn't hear that. Yeah, oh, I was like, wow, the Cowboys, it's just a very good um, representation of how the Cowboys season is going so far. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to get your point, right. Jerry Jones, obviously, you know, it, it's never the owner's fault, right? Of course not. Hmm. Bringing in McCarthy, you know, it was interesting. You said that you were really into the McCarthy hire. Um, I actually was not very into the McCarthy hire. I thought it was a really bad hire from the get go. The way that I saw McCarthy's tenure in green Bay was with a very, very talented roster, not performing up to their level. Now, a lot of people will say that they, that he won a Super Bowl, and any coach that leads a team to a Super Bowl is um, performing up to the ability of that team. And I would generally say yes, with this rare exception, is if you have Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, you think you look at what Matt Lafleur is doing in with Green Bay already, and he's eighteen and four uh, during his first and second years coaching that team, which uh, comes out to about a thirteen and three record. Overall, that's a fantastic record. Now, granted, he does have the Smith brothers and great cornerbacks um, that are helping him play better defense than probably McCarthy had when he was there. But McCarthy had, you know, uh, 125 wins, 77 losses and two ties while he was there, which equates to about a 10 and six record. So not bad, but I think Packers fans would largely agree that if they had a 10 and six record and that probably may get you a buy in the playoffs, and Aaron Rodgers is fully healthy that year, you probably feel like you're underperforming. So that's what I saw McCarthy coming into Dallas to do. They have a very talented roster uh, before Dak was hurt. And I saw McCarthy carrying on the legacy of Jason Garrett in 8-8. Eight and eight. And so far, it's actually been worse than Jason Garrett's 8-8 eight eight, um, stability that he had them riding for the five or six years that he was there. So ultimately, I don't think McCarthy was the right hire. And I'll be interested to see what they do moving forward with him. Yeah, I got to correct you on one thing. Go ahead. I wasn't a fan of the McCarthy hire. Okay. I just, I just chose to see the positives. I, gotcha. I That's good. I could admire yeah. that. I, 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 you got it when you're a Cowboys fan. You, know, yeah, you got to look at I, the positives. I looked at it and I, you know, I thought it was a, uh, I was not a guy before the hire was made. I said, don't go for McCarthy. The way it ended in Green Bay was, was ugly. Yep. I, don't, I don't want that guy near my program. But then the hire was made and then, the hype train started, you know, he's won a Super Bowl. He, he promised to bring on this analytics department and had right. this rejuvenated focus. And then I thought about it and I was like, you know what? He had a prolific offense with Aaron Rodgers, And, you know, if he can bring some of that success that they had early on in their relationship to Dak and the Cowboys offense, then, you know what? I think this could be good. You know, it, sometimes a, chain is, a change of scenery is necessary for both parties 
and both can be successful. You know, countless coaches have left their first team to be more successful with their second. Right. So I was hopeful that that would be the case with McCarthy. But the biggest issue that I've seen is not X's and O's, is not um, even the atrocious defense that is not McCarthy's specialty. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, diff- the worst thing I've seen and noticed is that it doesn't seem that McCarthy is a leader of men. Yeah. He does not seem to garner the respect of his team. You know, he's got leaks inside the program saying that the coaches don't know what they're doing. You know, they've got um, – the defense is clearly not bought in to Mike Nolan's scheme – and maybe that's a Nolan problem, but ultimately it's a McCarthy problem because he hired Nolan and he is the head coach. So that is the biggest issue that I've seen is not that the offense dropped off a cliff after Dak left, not any of that. It's that McCarthy does not seem to have the level of respect that a successful NFL coach is going to get from their players. You touched on something really interesting that I don't know if you know a whole lot about because I don't know a whole lot about it. Um, But I've been curious as to the analytics side of McCarthy. I've heard that thrown around as sort of a one of the reasons why they wanted to bring him in and bring him on as sort of this new age analytics, Oakland A's type coach. Do you know anything more about that kind of his his take on that? Because I've heard they brought him in for partly that, but I've also heard the way he uses analytics is not really all that it's cracked up to be. Hmm. I don't know a whole lot. I know that he, he deflected or he, he pointed to analytics in um, I'm forgetting what game it was that Mm -hmm. uh, the CD lamb fourth and two, where he uh, caught the ball Mm -hmm. short of the sticks. He he said the analytics pointed to that being the right decision. And, you know, at that point in time, I, I agreed with him. Like that was a, a good move. It was just a, it was poor execution, which also reflects poorly on the coach. But um, as far as his analytics and his decision-making when that, when it comes to that, he's been very aggressive on fourth down. Um, I don't know that they've gone for two a whole lot. And so I don't know how it plays in there. Um, I know in the interview process or when he was a coaching candidate, he bragged about how he was going to have this, I don't know, like 13-man department in analytics. I don't know if that actually came to fruition or not, but that's that's about all I know about um, what he has has brought to the table when it comes to analytics. Oh, yeah, well, that's definitely more than I know. It's I found that really interesting when I heard that. Um, McCarthy doesn't really strike me as an analytics guy, but mm-hmm. you know, I don't really know that much about him. So it'll be interesting to see where he ends up um, this time next year, if he's still with the Cowboys or if he's somewhere else. Speaking about someone who may or may not return to the Cowboys, probably the, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and say the biggest factor why the Cowboys are having such a difficult season is Dak Prescott's injury. I don't think anyone mm-hmm. can dispute that. You know, people may say, well, they weren't playing great before Dak uh, got injured, and that's true. Um, but I'd be willing to say they would have at least one or two more wins if Dak was still healthy and so that begs the question this offseason was a pretty tumultuous one for um front office relations when it comes to their relationship with Dak Prescott because he was going into his fifth year he wanted to try to um get a new contract before um move before his uh rookie deal expired and the front office of the Cowboys didn't want to uh, give him that contract and so they ended up 
Um, Franch, I believe they franchised him, uh, mm-hmm. franchise tag him this year. Um, and, you know, I mean, honestly, it looks like it was the right move, unfortunately, by the Dallas Cowboys. And I don't think either side wanted that to happen. Um, but, you know, from a monetary perspective, that's one of the reasons why you don't sign him to, you know, a massive five-year deal during his fourth year of his rookie contract because he may or may not get hurt. And so that begs the question, Dak is a free agent. He's an unrestricted free agent after the season, as long as um, they don't, the Cowboys don't give a second franchise tag to him, which they can, it would have to be $37 million with a 20% raise as mandated by the CBA, but they could give him a second franchise tag. But let's say they didn't want to go that route. If you were Dak Prescott, would you return to the Cowboys? That's a good question. Um, I'd have to look around the league and see what better options there there would be. And uh, that's tough. Mm-hmm. That's, that's one I hadn't thought about this from that perspective. Um, I'd like to say yes. I think I would have returned to the Cowboys. They had an explosive offense. Um, you know, I might or might not want to see a change at head coach. Um, if I'm Dak Prescott, depending on, you know, how he saw the beginning of the season and the off season with McCarthy and his staff. Um, but they allowed him some continuity with Kellen Moore staying his offensive coordinator. So that was probably helpful. Um, I don't necessarily see a tailor fit program for him if he were to leave. Mm. And I also, I don't think he'll get that opportunity, but for the, for the sake of this question, I'll say it would take probably the Saints job would be the only other one that I would leave the Cowboys for um, that I could foresee opening up next season. I'm not going to the Jags. I'm not going to probably not going to take the Colts job. Mm-hmm. Um, the Tampa Bay, if, I mean, if Brady retires, still probably no. New England, definitely not. I think the Saints are the only one that you would feel like a plug-and-play situation where you're, you might actually improve that team when you step into a title contender. Um, if Drew Brees retires and Sean Payton calls and says, hey, we want to make you the face of our franchise for the next 20 years or 15 years, you know, I would answer that call if I'm Dak and his agent. But every other team, I'm – I'm not that interested in. Um, I think the the better question is, or I think what you said earlier was that this showed that uh, the Cowboys made a mistake by, or the Cowboys did right by a franchise tagging. Mm-hmm. I think it's the opposite. I think the fact that um, the Cowboys are so bad without Dak right now proves that he's even more valuable than previously thought. Mm. I'm thinking now that the Cowboys should have offered him whatever he wanted Mm -hmm. because he was a top five. He was performing as the best quarterback in the league before he got hurt and doing miraculous things, crazy stats that not even Mahomes was topping. It was, it was insane. If he had been able to keep up that pace at the end of the season, they wouldn't be talking about uh, the, a, a 37 or a 35 million dollar per year contract they'd be talking about a 40 to 45 million dollar contract per year mm-hmm. and they may still be because of the value that's been proven since his absence 
Yeah, that's a really good point that, you know, I actually didn't think of. And now that you mentioned that, that could very well happen that he is going to look for a bigger contract. And we know that the Cowboys are going to be hesitant to pay him because they were hesitant to pay him last season. I think it really boils down to money, to be honest with you. I think Dak is happy with Dallas. I think he's in mm-hmm. a good place. I think he's surrounded by talent and it's young talent as well. I don't know if he loves the coaching, um, the coaching staff that's, that's there, but I think he gets, you know, presumably along with Kellen Moore, who was his literal backup on the field at one point. And so I think that, he enjoys the position, but I, I could also see him fitting in well. He's going to be very, very much suited this offseason if he says that he's open to suitors. Uh, and I think that's really it's going to lay with the money. Um, I think that Dak could end up in a position, like you were saying, like the Saints or with some other aging quarterbacks um, and teams that are in a win-now mode that want to import a good quarterback like Dak that is as just as good a position as staying with the Cowboys would be. So I think that there are going to be good positions out, outside of the Cowboys and inside of the Cowboys. And it just comes down to the money, to be honest with you. Um, and I do think that the Cowboys are going to be able to off some of their larger contracts. Um, they have some contracts and some players right now that are not performing the ability that they wanted them to. And so they're going to be able to increase their cap space. Yes, it may be negligible when we're talking about the amount of money that Dak is looking for, but it will help. So I think that the Cowboys mm-hmm. ultimately are going to be able to offer him a dollar amount that they're happy with. And then they know that Dak's not going to sign something that he doesn't really, really want because he didn't do that this summer. So I think ultimately Dak's going to be able to play hardball. The Cowboys are going to have to succumb to whatever Dak's ask is, and he's going to return to the Cowboys. So Ben, for our next question, I want to start with a number. 34.7. Do you have any idea what that number is? Is it the amount of the average points that the Cowboys are lighting up this season? That is correct. That is the points per game scored against the Cowboys this season. So I'm going to let you take the floor on this one. You're the defensive guy. What is wrong with Mike Nolan's defense? Well, what's right with it? I mean, that would be easier to start with it. I mean, what's wrong with it? Um, I know we wanted to keep this episode a little shorter than normal, so we don't have all five hours, but – Really, the defense is – the offense is a big, is a problem, right, because Dak was injured. But the defense is really just not what people thought it was going to be going into the season. So, for one, Jalen Smith is not playing very well at all, right? He'll have some plays where he looks like the best linebacker on the field and then other plays where he just looks terrible. And there has even been talk, and Cowboys fans may know this, but Jalen Smith has – there's been talk about trading him, shipping him off in the offseason – so he just has not been playing well. Leighton Vanderesh, Van the other inside linebacker, uh, linebacker, has been hurt. He's been banged up. I think he came back um, the last game, but before that he was banged up, so he wasn't playing. He's a good linebacker. He's better than Jalen Smith. Um, Lawrence and Alden Smith are playing good. You know, we talked about Alden Smith in another podcast. And, um, but, you know, they let Don Terry Poe go, who they brought in, who had issues with uh, weight. Um, and they just thought that he was not performing to the ability that they wanted him to perform. Uh, and then uh, Darrell Worley as well, the cornerback, they let him go as well, um, and they didn't even try to get anything for Worley or Post. So that shows that um, these role players within their defense really were so bad that they didn't try to ship them off for anything. Um, when I look at the defensive, when I look at the defense, you know, I think it comes down to two things. One, the defensive coordinator, Mike Nolan, and two, their depth. Um, we have seen that their Cowboys depth is not very good. 
Um, they've also had um, a couple banged up players in the secondary. Um, I believe it's, I'm sorry, I, I forgive me for not being able to say Tadobi Owuze uh, has mm-hmm. been their quarterback, who is a very talented quarterback, but he um, has been hurt as well. So they've dealt with some injuries, but they don't have much depth, to be honest with you. Um, there's been talk about shipping Xavier Woods. I mean, if I don't know what Mike Nolan was thinking when Xavier Woods said a few games ago, you can't expect us to play all to play hard all 70 snaps. I was like, <laughs> what? Yeah, you're an NFL player. Like, youth football players play hard. The ent- I don't think there was a snap that I ever played in a game that I didn't go 100%. And I'm like, Xavier Woods, mm-hmm. you're supposed to be – you know, one of the leaders of this defense. And now there's talk about him being traded. So they don't really have a bunch of talent or depth um, on the defense. And then Mike Nolan, you know, 2015 Chargers linebacker coach, 2017 Saints linebacker coach, and then all of a sudden gets a defensive coordinator position with the Dallas Cowboys out of nowhere. I mean, you know, I'm not just saying that he wasn't a good position coach, but it is definitely a test for Mike Nolan. It's not boding well for him, but I think ultimately it goes down to the defensive coordinator and to their lack of depth. Yeah, it's another one of the hires that I think was questionable. Um, while you were looking up, you know, Mike Nolan's coaching career, I was looking up, where is Chris Richard right now? He is currently unemployed because he was one I would have loved to have seen um, the Cowboys retain not only Kellen Moore, but also Chris Richard. I thought there was a clip um, of him just getting all up in those two linebackers, Jalen Smith, and uh, Leighton Vanderesh last season. I don't know if you saw that clip, but he is so energetic and passionate. And those guys, you could see the look in their eyes. They're not like put out that they're getting their butts chewed on. They are mm-hmm. respect. They respect that man. And he was. And the the quote that I saw tagged with it this time was, "You're not going to see Mike Nolan out there doing that." And mm-hmm. probably was tweeted at the time that the. Cowboys were allowing the Washington football team to score <laughs> 22 points in the first half. That, Golly that's, <laughs> that's probably the most points they're going to score all year until they play the Cowboys again. That's yeah. ridiculous. So, yeah, I would – I think I, I heard somebody say it, and it, it makes a lot of sense. This was Doug Gottlieb on Doug Gottlieb show. He said, the Cowboys are not in fire sale mode. They're not selling all their most valuable assets – what they're doing is trying to scare the guys straight. So they shipped off some guys that were expendable. Don Terry Poe had had issues with weight and Daryl Worley, you know, a a cornerback who hadn't made an impact this season. And they were veterans. They had little, they were expiring contracts. They weren't huge cap hits. So they shipped those guys off or they cut them and try to send a message to the rest of the team. Hey, straighten up, fly right, buy in. And if that doesn't happen, then the next step has to be looking at coaching. So mm-hmm. if the, if we continue down this pace, I think uh, Mike Nolan may be the first to go. Yeah, I agree. And I, I do want to um, just push back on one thing you said. I'm offended by the fact that you didn't think I knew Mike Nolan's coaching career by heart. <laughs> so, and you thought I had to look that up. So that's uh, I'm not, I'm not going to disclose whether or not I do know that by heart. But uh, just the presumption that you don't think I'm that well versed in the defensive, the position coaches within the NFL, you know, it, it, it's a little tough, you know. My but bad, my bad. It is what that's, it is. 
you know, that's probably that's that was intern work, anyways. That's what we had our intern for. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. Our our cats are intern. Yes. Um. So you know, thinking about where the and typically it's funny because we transition to a new segment right about now, but we're going to push on as hard as it may be for both you and I to discuss the Cowboys, continuing to discuss what they need to do for their immediate, immediate and future, um, immediate future and the future for the next five or so years. Cause they've got a lot of questions on the table, not just from their quarterback, but from, you know, like I just mentioned, are they going to trade Jalen Smith? The trade deadline is coming up. We're recording this on Thursday uh, before the trade deadline. So there's about five or six days before um, the trade deadline on November 3rd. So is it going to be, is the Dallas Cowboys trade? I'll just, I know you didn't prepare for this, but I'll just want a, a yes or no answer. Is the Dallas Cowboys trade deadline going to be crazier than the election? <laughs> uh, unfortunately not. That's <laughs> my take on it. And yeah. so here's, you know, we're, we're talking about, in the essence of time, we'll kind of combine these last two questions. What should they do this year? What should they do moving forward? Those are the next mm-hmm. two questions. So what they should do this year depends on how Jerry Jones sees Mike McCarthy. And they have to yep. figure that out by Tuesday. <laughs> by the, They have to figure that out by the trade deadline. Because no pressure. If they are seeing Mike McCarthy as – a building block or as a cornerstone piece of this organization moving forward. And if they still see him as a guy that can get them to where they want to go, which is a Super Bowl, then no, you don't trade all your assets or no, then you do, you do, you mm-hmm. start that rebuild. You get as much draft capital and as many young players as you can, you, you ship them out because you know what you have, or you think, you know what you have in Mike McCarthy. The other side of that is if you don't, if you're not sure about Mike McCarthy, then you hold on because you're still in this division race. You know you're not going to win a Super Bowl, but you want to see, you want to watch Mike McCur- Mike McCarthy turn this thing around. And if he can, then you continue to invest in him moving forward. And if it all falls apart, then at the end of the season, you know, hey, we gotta, we gotta admit we made a mistake and call it and just. Yep. Break up, move on, uh, have a, a quick end to that relationship. So when I say I don't think the, the trade deadline is going to be um, that scary or that tremendous, I kind of hope that they um, – I, I wish that they would do both. I wish they'd go ahead and pull the trigger on McCarthy now and then pull the trigger on all their players. But mm-hmm. I know they're not going to pull the trigger on McCarthy and I think they're just going to hold on hope of, you know, we can slip in the playoffs in this division. And, uh, but, you know, maybe that'll work out in, in my favor and um, backfire on McCarthy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that there's – like I agree with uh, your reference earlier. It's not a time to fire sale. Um, you know, whereas I don't think Mike McCarthy is going to be a successful coach with the Cowboys, and I think that eventually he will be fired. I don't think that you fire a coach after – you know, six games or so. Um, I think that, you know, you just have to do your due diligence and let him play out the season and see where that goes. Um, Additionally, you know, I think that they've got to write it out. They've got to, I would invest in a journeyman quarterback. You know, I think Andy Dalton is fine for what they want to do this season. Let's say somehow they make it to the playoffs. They're going to lose first round anyways. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, I wouldn't, 
I really, really wouldn't send off like anything to trade for like a Jacoby Brissett or anything. Cause ultimately it doesn't matter if you bring in a Jacoby Brissett or in place Andy Dalton with him, you're still going to get the same result. Um, right. You're not going to make a Super Bowl run or a deep playoff run or anything without Dak. And so because of that, you need to store up your draft capital. You need to store up your trade capital. And um, you're going to have to not enter rebuilding mode, but just uh, maybe a refocusing mode and then get a little more depth, get a little bit more depth, go defense in the draft, continue to start young. Um, but I agree. I think that there's going to be some significant coaching changes in this off season with the Cowboys. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they ship off Mike Nolan and uh, bring in another one, but I would be surprised unless they go like a four and 12, which they may, mm-hmm. but unless they go like a four and 12 or worse, I would be surprised if Mike McCarthy gets the ax after this season. Um, but I agree. I think Mike Nolan's going to be there and we'll see, you know, Kellen Moore's offensive coordinator for the Cowboys. And I mean, I don't think that he's going to get, um, moved i think that they like him there you know he's he's a sort of a player coach and it's hard to say that it's anyone's fault on the offensive side especially the coaching staff when your franchise quarterback is out for the season so right we'll see and what they, happens they were performing at such an elite level before that injury um it would make no sense to blame the offense but you do mm-hmm. have to look at the top and say you know what is what is mccarthy's goal with this team how what is his plan, you know, how, and, and does he have the respect of his players? If they do go, you know, like four and 12, like you said, and don't win the last two games of the season ending on a tremendously high note, you can't excuse that if you're Jerry Jones, right? You can't just say, Oh, that's year one. No, that's, am I, am I crazy Mm -hmm. to think that that is inexcusable? I don't think so. I mean, I think that, you know, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to re- rely on what happens with, cause there's a difference between a four and 12 season where, you know, you have a injured quarterback, but people try to rally around, you know, Andy Dalton and, you know, do what they need to do. And maybe they're one or two games away from any winning the NFC East. And, you know, you're really, really trying. And then there's a difference between a four and 12 season where you lose the locker room you have turmoil. You have coaches talking bad about coaches, players talking bad about coaches, and coaches talking about bad about players, players saying that, you know, tweeting all sorts of stuff, not saying that that all of that has happened yet, but that may happen, right? And so there's mm-hmm. a difference between four and 12 seasons, um, those types of um, bad seasons. So I think it's really the, the way that this season continues to progress. If he can become that leader, become that sort of uh, outspoken commander of the locker room um that he needs to be that we didn't really see him be in green bay then we were rethink it but if not then maybe it's time to ship him off and maybe i won't call you crazy yep so moving forward i agree they've got to build around the offensive nucleus that they have follow the kansas city chiefs model of filling in those defensive parts where you can um, maybe go steal Eric Bieniemy as your head coach, and uh, yeah, go from there. But you know, before we close, I want to give you a dream scenario. You know, okay. I'd like to trade away two of our assets. Now, I understand that we're going to have to make one of these kind of Brock Osweiler trades. You know, where they sent the Texans sent Osweiler to the Browns 
with a second round pick for a fifth mm-hmm. round pick, but that's fine. But we want to send Mike Nolan and Mike McCarthy to another team. <laughs> we'll give you a second rounder in exchange for a fifth, but just someone take our two coaches there, please. Someone. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if um, I don't know how much you'll get for for them, but, but the Jets know, have I guess to be. Round pick is fine. I mean, that's an the upgrade Jets, for the yeah. Jets, right? <laughs> That's, oh, 100%. So, yeah, you can chip him off to the Jets and see how McCarthy does in the media network of New York. But maybe next time we'll uh, be talking about the Cowboys' monstrous win um, on Sunday over whichever team they are um, scheduled to play. But I'm sure whoever it is, they probably won't win. <laughs> but then we'll just have more material for speaking about when we do our next Cowboys blasting podcast, whenever that will be. Yeah. There will be plenty of material no matter what. That's for sure. Definitely. All right, Logan, it's been fun. Uh, thank you for listening to our episode. If you want to check us out on Twitter, you can go and do so at going for two underscore pod at going for T W O underscore pod. Connect with us on Twitter. Let us know you're listening to us. Give us a shout out. Um, also, you can check us out on Instagram at going for two pod at going for two uh, underscore pod for Instagram. Send us an email if you'd like to do that. If you're over the age of 35, you can send us an email uh, <laughs> at going for um, our Gmail account is going for two pod one nine at gmail.com. Going for two pod one nine at gmail.com. Send us an email. Let us know that you're listening. And we will certainly write back. Logan, it's been fun. And until next time, please keep the NFC East in your thoughts.